0: Welcome to Special One Cards Podcast, a weekly podcast on the soccer market, soccer cards. We talk about prospects, we talk about products, and we look at some data to help you make some buying decisions for the future. Hosted by me, Paulo, on a weekly basis. Look for special guests occasionally, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Special One Cards. Looking forward to interacting with all of you. Hey guys, episode 34 at Special One Cards here, Paolo, aka, um, if you're not following me on Instagram yet, you guys know what to do, at Special One Cards. So, quick housekeeping, we did do the giveaway uh, for the Pepe Rookie, Uh, you guys can find that uh, video on the Instagram account with the duck race that we did, which is quite fun um and uh today's episode is kind of a longer one uh than i'm used to um but it was a really easy one to do uh we have an interview with saint Croc cards um andrew uh, for those that don't know him uh, who has a podcast as well Substocks fc does a really good job on it. Uh, it looks at the market in terms of uh, dollars uh, versus some of the stuff I'm looking at with pop counts and, and things of that nature. So he gives really kind of a good perspective on that. But I did a quick interview with him. Well, not quick. We're over an hour on on this interview. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. Um, and if you do want to be on um, the podcast ever, shoot me a message. Uh, Andrew didn't message me, but I messaged him. Just to get them on. So if you guys are interested, please feel free. Let me know. I want to make this for the collectors by the collectors. Um, And again, if you flip whatever, I don't care. Uh, We just want interesting personalities on here that can discuss the hobby uh, and talk uh, relevancy in their lives. Uh, in terms of what you're doing so i hope you guys enjoy this episode next week we i actually may do a second podcast over the weekend to cover some of the stuff i want to cover I of to cover some of the portuguese league prospects to watch out for uh for possible transfers in this transfer window so um uh, and we've already seen one domino fall with manuel ugarte from sporting i think he's going to psg so that's not confirmed yet but it's almost there so um enjoy the episode let me know your feedback um and um you know, again, I hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure you guys share the episode, uh, share what I'm doing. It I always do appreciate that. And uh, again, look for a, kind of another podcast possibly this weekend. Take care. All right, guys, welcome to I want to say episode 34. Yeah, 34. This is another great number that I do like. 34 being David Ortiz, uh, the man, the myth, the legend in Boston we do have a special guest today Andrew great to have you here give us a little introduction uh who you are where you're from give us your IG handle. I don't want to pronounce your 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 IG handle because I'm going to use my French uh, accent to do that so I'll, I'll I'll turn it over to you
1: got it well, well first of all thanks for having me uh Andrew at St. Croix cards on Instagram uh you know just a, a lover of soccer soccer cards. You know, really all things uh, soccer. I, I do a little bit of a podcast, Slap Sox FC show, a bi-weekly podcast where we just kind of take a look at the market, uh, players who are, are moving, you know, in a positive direction in the market, guys whose, you know, prices are falling a little bit, just trying to give people, you know, positive, uh, you know, just information that they can use to make good decisions in the hobby.
0: Great intro. And if you guys have not listened to Andrew's podcast, I severely, severely, I'm going to be like, crazier but i recommend you do i think he does a great job Uh, i think you do a really good job on there and covering uh that aspect of it i don't necessarily cover those pieces so i think there's some value there where we can kind of collaborate and that's what we're doing today right uh collaborate and kind of a meeting of the minds and discussing those things so i think that's really a unique thing that you do that others aren't doing in terms of the soccer uh space there are some other soccer podcasts that are great everyone's got their own kind of Uh, niche and what they do so it's it's good to see you doing that um i personally i enjoy them so guys if you're not listening yet please do listen to him he's on the Slab stocks fc show uh bi-weekly like he said and take a look at him and and also follow his instagram account really important too that's a big piece uh andrew um i forgot to tell you too a while ago um that grimaldo you sent me i did get it graded it's slabbed it's put away. It came back in eight, which is what I expect. Merlin's tough, but, um, but I don't really care about the, the grade I wanted the card in a slab. And uh he's nice. a player that I do like that. Now he is leaving Benfica. Uh, he's going over to Leverkusen in Germany. So sad to see him go, but it's next man up at Benfica. I'm sure they already right. have a replacement for
1: him. You guys got um, so much talent coming through that <laughs> club. It's not even funny. <laughs>
0: um. So, Want to kind of start uh, on our the first question I ask a lot of people that come on the show. How did you start in the hobby? What got you into it? Um, just to kind of get a, you know a high level kind of view from your perspective and and how that went.
1: Sweet, yeah. You know, I'm kind of a, a a late to the hobby person. Most people are 2020. Uh, I'm 2021. Um, really, uh, before that, I got to be honest, I was a big FIFA guy you know, you know, FIFA ultimate team. And, you know, I, I did, I did get COVID in 2021 and had to do the whole isolation from my family and my, my kids. And I found myself, you know, on FIFA and the only reason I was on there to rip packs and to get the best cards. And then finally I just, one day was like, you know, I buy all these packs and get all these cards just to buy a new game in in the next year and do it all over again. So, you know, and I didn't really have a community online. Like I just enjoyed the game and I loved soccer. And so then, you know, while I was, you know, in isolation, I was like, man, I still have my old football cards, you know, my NFL cards somewhere. And so I started digging through and then, and then my wife, knowing my kind of degenerate, like go down the rabbit hole, you know, I was like, I think I'm going to start collecting soccer cards. And she was like, is that first, is that a thing? And then second, can you promise me it doesn't come from the family budget? (laughs) <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I can do both of those things. Uh, you know, yes, they do exist and yes, it will come from the budget. So I ended up starting to sell off some of the, my my childhood collection and then started to get into the kind of the flip game of, you know, moving, moving cards, which was a little bit easier to do in 2021, you know, and, and especially with like all of like the NFL cards that I had, and then I would kind of start to buy some of the, the soccer cards I was looking at. And so for, from then on, it was just, you know, I was kind of hooked going to shows, you know, I'd love soccer for a long time. So I already had a little bit of knowledge of, of the players and who to look for and, and who to go after. It was really just 20 years removed. You know, what are the products? You know, it, it's daunting, right? When you start, like how do you, how do you, how do you kind of start? Where do you start? And, and one of the big things I did was get out to shows, just see what's around, meet people, talk to people who are more knowledgeable than myself. And then it really just continued down the rabbit hole. I'm still down the rabbit hole, and and still, you know, learning every day, but but loving it and loving every minute of it.
0: That's awesome. I, I know, you know, a lot of people kind of came into the hobby, you know, around that COVID time, right? I, I myself, I was kind of back into it again in like 2019, you know, at Target, you'd see stuff and like, you know, like buy a few blasters here and there. Uh, you know, my kind of roots, I've always said it was the sticker stuff with my dad, and then it was baseball in the eighties. And uh, so I, I kind of got back into the baseball piece, but then, you know, once I started to see more soccer, obviously it piqued my interest with the sport I love. So um, your story is very similar to all of ours, even though you're a little later, um, yeah. but as a kid, you, you collected, so that right. is important. And yeah. I think the hobby in some cases, sometimes we frown upon people. I, I think we should welcome everybody, right. As yeah. they come, in. I mean, it's a big kind of, some of these older guys get so mad when there's new people come in or people are asking questions. Um, yeah. so I, th- I think it's important. And, I, and to- I think, I
1: think like just kind of on like the personal side of things too, like I was kind of at like the a stage of life where it's like really difficult to meet people and meet people with common interests. You know, I, you know, I had a job as a teacher and you know, I did, I did that. And, but you, you kind of left college behind and you didn't have like a, you know, always the social circles. So I was also looking for like, I was the only guy that I knew who who loved soccer. Like there weren't a whole lot of people I could like get up on Saturday morning and watch games with. Yeah. So I think ultimately, like subconsciously, I was looking for a community. I was looking for people who were like minded who, you know, when I said Bakayosaka, Osaka, people be like, Oh, I know who that is. He's so great. You know, I was looking for people with with like minded interests and I found it and it was like this perfect mesh. So jumping in, it was it was not so much to be like, I'm going to make millions of dollars in this space. It's like, I'm here to meet people and to be a part of a community and just enjoy the game and just enjoy the cards
0: themselves. Yeah. And I think if you make some money along the way, it's, it's fun too. Right. You know, that, that makes it even more fun that you can fund and buy stuff that you really like. Cause I mean, we all have, you know, I have cards that are slab that aren't worth, you know, uh, very much, but they're cards that I love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There's, there's stuff that I have too, that I would never, I'm not moving it. It's part of my, you know, some of my arsenal stuff and it's like, it's not worth
0: very much, but it's worth a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, interesting for you, uh, where are you based out of again? So I'm based in central Wisconsin.
1: Okay. Uh, so kind of in, in football land, like NFL, not going to find a whole lot of soccer. You know, I feel like I'm kind of this, this token, like, ambassador for the hobby around here, where it's like, I show up with my soccer stuff and people are I'm like, yeah, football. And they're like, football. And then they look at my case and they're like, and moving on.
0: So we, you know, I know you're an Arsenal fan, obviously, um, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But, and, uh, but I also know that you PC a, a particular player. Uh, can you tell me a little about that?
1: Yeah, so I, I PC one player and one player only. Uh, and when I got back into the hobby, I didn't know what PC meant. And, and somebody going through the process, it was personally collect. And, and for me, I I instantly went to, you know, do I have any like personal connection to people within soccer as a whole? And I was very fortunate. I was very honored and privileged to have um, Brooks Lennon, who plays right back for Atlanta United in my middle school classroom when I taught uh, middle school in Phoenix, and so when I got back into the hobby, that was one of the first things that I did after I kind of learned, okay, that people collect certain players and they PC and they, they never sell. And I said, I wonder if he has any cards. And, and in 2019, he had one, when I got back in, he had one set, one card, 2019 tops, uh, 22 under 22 MLS. He played for Real Salt Lake. And, and I picked up every single card that I could find. It had parallels, And so I was picking that up and I was looking around, but like you're collecting a guy that has one card in one set, you know, and then it, then it just kind of snowballed from there because you know, when he, when it came out 2021 uh, tops, Chrome uh, tops, finest uh, tops, flagship MLS, he was in all of it. And I just started anything I could find. I was picking up multiples, triples. It didn't matter. Uh, And that's stuff that I, that, that I will never get rid of. I'm working on the rainbows of every set he's ever been in. Uh, you know, but it's hard because he's not a well-known name. So people aren't posting that kind of stuff day in and day out. So it's, it's a little bit of a challenge to find that stuff. But when I do, I try to jump on it, but yeah, anybody who has Brooks Lennon, you know, check your boxes, MLS, any, (laughs) any low numbered, still hunting the supers, uh, you know, or the foil fractors on every set, but I'm, I'm, I'm a buyer.
0: I'm ready to go. (laughs) So there you go, guys. If you have that stuff, go through your boxes. Um, you know, so and I don't know if you, if you flip cards at all um, and that type of stuff, you know, if you do, I'd be interested to know what your strategy on that is. Are you doing that with soccer? Are you doing that with all sports? Are you, what's your focus there? If you do do that, if you don't do it, it's okay. No,
1: no. I think there's a component to it, you know, across I think you get a lot of these hybrid guys. Now I'm, I'd be one of them. You know, I do have collections and been players that, you know, you're once they're here, it's never leaving. Uh, But I think in order to fund and how I started, it's like, it's still to to this day, like my card fund, like the, the money I have comes from my cards themselves. I'm not pulling money from, from the family bank account. And so my funds are limited. So I have to kind of get creative in how to generate funds and flipping does, does play a part in that. And so when I first started, it was, it was more of the click flip. Like I would go to card shows and, and really hunt for soccer, any soccer and, you know, there's there's a catch-22 in the Midwest where you don't really find a ton of it, and you don't see a lot of collectors. But in on the on the flip side is when you do find it, you're probably the most knowledgeable person in who are you looking for, what kind of cards are you finding, and so you you can find some great deals in dollar boxes or value boxes. You know, I I go back to 2021 and I was showing up at shows and in some value boxes, you were finding some some really great like. Uh, 2012 Panini Americana, some of that you know uh, U.S. Women's National yeah. Team stuff. Alex Morgan, uh, you were looking at Megan Rapino. and I was picking up some really lower numbered stuff, five, ten bucks, you know, and yeah. and and looking to kind of you know do the do the flip game with that, and and it just kind of did. But but as the market has changed, I think I've changed a little bit. And more of, you know, I think you say it a lot too. Like if you're early, you're never late. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really important when when you're looking at these guys. I do a lot more research than I used to, you know, looking at sets, looking at players, uh, you know, multiple sets and saying, okay, how many, how many first year cards or rookie cards does a single player have? Is it three? Is it 10? Is it 15? Uh, you know, you know, what are they in? You know, what are their price points coming out? And and really to to pinpoint players that I believe in. And and believe in them even if they don't have a good first or second year. Yeah. And, and really, you know, just just believe in the, you know, like if you're looking at the talent, if you believe in the player, you know, don't let people say, well, the prices are down, you should move on and cut your losses. Like there is something to that. I I do agree. But I also agree that like if you personally like the player and you believe in them, give them a chance because they're all night they're all not not nineteen and Jude Bellingham like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. some of them take a little bit time to to kind of mature and even when they make moves, I always tell people they're nineteen, they're teenagers, moving countries with different languages. Like give them a break, let them let them adapt. And yeah, I think that's one of the go.
0: I think that's one of the the I I see it all the time in in our section of the hobby, not the whole hobby, but. I see a lot of people that don't have patience. And this is where uh, this is where I explain to people, if they watch the hockey market and what's done in the hockey market and what people do with these young kids, they put them away. And in soccer, we know, I mean, if you don't know this guys, you're going to hear it now. These players, they peak at 25 to 29 years old. That's how it goes. So Andrew, what you're saying about giving them a few years is really important.
1: Yeah, And I, and I, you know, I, I look at some of the examples and I, I kind of, you know, I, I know Chelsea's had a rough year, but you look back and you're like, man, they did, you know, they had some young talent, they had Mosala right. And, and they, they, they moved on from him. You know, they had KDB, they moved on, they had Lukaku, right. I mean, they, they moved these guys on and these guys did peak and, and, and they did peak later, you know, they had to go to other leagues to, to accomplish it. But, you know, if you believe in the player you know, and you enjoy watching them play. Like there's a reason you're, you enjoy watching them play. It's because they're either playing beautiful football or you're seeing something, you know, not having somebody else tell you that they're great. That's why I I tell people all the time, like, do you watch the games? You know, really, like if you want to get in the hobby, like I would encourage you to to get involved in the games. If you like watching the games, like you'll see the players and they'll stand out to you. I promise. And and then you can kind of look for their cards, but don't just buy a card because somebody tells
0: you to buy the card. And I think that that happens all the time in this hobby, right? That you know, that's uh, people don't watch games, they're lazy. I get DMs all the time. Who are you buying? I'm kind of like, you know, do the work, like watch the games, and you can learn and figure out. You said something interesting earlier. You talked about players that have, you know, uh, and I did a post today on a player, uh, in terms of limited rookies. Uh, where they only maybe the only product today i did a post on beto right the portuguese player was 25 perfect example he's got four rookies he's got a mosaic then he's got three rookies the rookie ticket the absolute and then the illusions that comes in chronicle so they all come in one product so yep. he to me is unique uh he may he's 25 though so people are like he's too old but, you know, when you have people talking about he may be going to Napoli to replace Osamine, that's where you see the opportunity. And what people don't understand about uh, Beto is he's a player, and you may not know his story either, who started as an amateur. So he doesn't have academy kind of, you know, training. So his legs are probably as good as an 18-year-old's legs right now. So um, it's not always the age. So it's that's it's important to realize that.
1: Yeah. And I think when you're, when you start to talk about, you know, players in the hobby today, like I think, you know, I personally sometimes struggle with, with all of the new product. Like if I'm high on a rookie, but that rookie has 50 different cards, where do you start? Yeah. You know, like which, which one is, you know, which one is the right one to buy? Like, I mean, is it, is it mosaic? Is it tops Chrome? Is it tops finest? Is it, you know, I mean, if they're in the German league, is it tops, you know, you know, tops chrome Bundesliga? Is it, which card are the ones you're getting? And that's why I think it's important too. It's because I think if I'm struggling with this, I know a lot of other people are struggling with that as well. And which ones to pick up, or they're just kind of picking one up and hoping that it's the right one. And with all these different parallels and all that other stuff, that's why I I really do kind of focus in like, uh, I mean, one of them is like Ryan Turkey, uh, you know, uh, in league one. I mean, he's got the Merlin rookie without the rookie sticker or the rookie logo, which throws a lot of people off. And, you know, here's a young talented kid. Now, is he going to make it? I don't know, but one, he has very, very few rookie cards. And two, it's it's not even labeled a rookie card, so a lot of people who are ripping who don't know just throw it in the comments box.
0: The box, box. yeah. So
1: you're, you're finding silvers even colored stuff, and you're like, "Wow, I will." Yep, that 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 one I will take uh, because uh, they just they just don't know.
0: Yeah, he's he's another good example. You know, he's got a tops now that, and we know tops now unless in the print run on that one, I think it was about twenty three hundred. Uh, I looked it up the other day because um, I was I was trying to be curious about it, and that card came out with two years ago probably so but i think the hobby is not going to really respect that card that much because it's in the numbers behind it um and i think the merlin and if you look at the prices online you'll see that the merlin commands the money it's not the tops now yeah. card
1: yeah. and i think i think there's something to you know the hobby and being and i pack pulled you yeah, know yeah. like i mean we always talk like tops now like you can go like i have a ton of you know, Brooks Lennon had a tops now. And, and I bought a, a bunch of them, like the print runs 139, I think, and I have a good oh. number of them, yep. you know, but it, you know, just because that's, that's my guy. But, but I think there's something to be like, can you, you know, Rip Merlin opening Merlin here's, you know, here he is like, or if you're in a break, like you're, you're, you're getting the turkey cards and, and, and that's, there's something to being pack pulled that I think Holds a lot of weight in the hobby.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a lot of these, a lot of the Portuguese. I mean, the one for the other Portuguese player I think of is Gonzalo Ramos, right? He's only got one card. It's that Merlin card. You yeah. know, they threw it on that on that what was that tops that they did uh a year ago. They threw a rookie badge on it, which shouldn't have been. It was that it was, yeah. No, I mean he does have it.
1: the Merlin one, which, you know, and and we saw, you know, the whole you know, and that's, if you know the talent, if you know the young players that are around, and I think that's, you know, a Merlin, and I don't know if we're going to see Merlin like we have with, you know, tops kind of changing, you know, the things that they're doing with, with product and putting other teams in some of the, the newer product. But like Merlin for me was always a really fun product. Cause I would look at the guys, the, of the fringe teams, right. The, the ones that weren't quite, you know, weren't the dominant Chelsea's and Barcelona's it was okay. Who's new to Europa or the champions league, and what do their players look like? And doing a little research and saying, you know, so if you come across some of those Ramos in, you know, Merlin, but again, there, there you go. Not a household name. If you know what you're looking for, if you know those names, like even if they're just light bulbs, like I heard somebody talk about them for a buck out of a dollar box, you know, before yeah. the world cup, mind you, not after, yeah. uh, but you know, cause then you had everybody scrambling, but if, if you know, those names, like it can go a long way when you're looking through and, and trying to find some, some cards.
0: Yeah. I think that, that first year Merlin Chrome, I think that's, that's iconic. There's so many uh, talent. There's, there's a lot of talent that hasn't even um, blown up yet, which, you know, uh, Andrew Baronextra at uh, Real Society, he's a guy that I still really, yeah. I, I keep buying his stuff. I have his gold mosaic as well of 10. Um, nice. So, you know, I'm, a lot of that, you know, a lot of stuff you got to kind of put away and that's, that goes back to the patience thing, right? I always talk about being early, not late and, you know, sometimes I'm too early uh, and that can be a problem for me because if I grade something right and there's only three of them, I do all three of them, then, you know, I, I control the market, but not everybody's going to want to buy it because most of the market wants to take that card and move it. Well, so, and, and, and I think it's funny, too, because if you love
1: soccer, if you love the game, like you're diving into players who are 17, 18, 19. And, and sometimes I fall into the trap of there are I expect other people to know all the same players that I do. Right. so I'm like, this guy's going to be awesome. And, and they're like Mbappe, Holland, Messi, Ronaldo. Yep. And I'm like, uh, you're right. You completely. Yes. Um. But, and so I sometimes fall into the trap of like being, you know, too like in my own head and, and trying to pick out all these, you know, really, really early. And it's, it's, you know, I got to kind of
0: also try to like streamline and and keep my yeah. thoughts straight. One of the, um, You know, you talked about being in the Midwest and, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, the challenges that you face in acquiring cards, because at your card shows, you stated there aren't a lot, isn't a lot of soccer. What other avenues or what other platforms do you use uh, to kind of feed that, that need? I'm a, I, you know, I, I use eBay
1: a lot, you know, I use eBay a lot and I think a lot of people do uh, just be with, uh, you know, what. Just this sheer volume of cards that are available there. Uh, PWCC is is a is a place that I will go and look. Um, but usually I'm strategic at what I'm getting on PWCC. It's not a, you know a bunch of stuff or you know, uh, you know because a lot of it's graded. I know they do some raw, uh, but but eBay is number one. Um, Instagram a few times, but but most mostly it's kind of centered on that that eBay. And I will go out to to places, but they're all you know whatnot does a good job as well. So I'll jump into people who are selling on whatnot if if I see things I I like or or need. But but sometimes it's kind of like you said, like the players' names are, are not recognizable. Like it's sometimes difficult to even find it on some of the you know the whatnot streams because people don't know what they have. Yeah, And so, you know, not, not everybody. I mean, there are, there are some very, very knowledgeable people in the soccer card market and whatnot and, you know, other platforms. But, but for me, like eBay is where you can set up your searches and, and being a father too, like, I don't have infinite amount of time to, to search and do things. So I set up my searches of what I'm looking for. And I'll check it, you know, do I get the blue dot? Can I check to see what's there? Can we make a deal more quickly than then, then I would maybe have done in the past, and then we move on because you know I've, my my time is is pretty you know trying to segment it and you you know have time for the hobby, but there's not a ton of it there. So yeah, I, that's what I use.
0: I know earlier you talked uh, a little bit about um, that you were looking for community, right? Uh, yeah. So this is kind of a two part question, right? When I when I'm going to ask you, um, I kind of want to know what's the most rewarding part of of the hobby for you, if. And if it is community, that's fine, because uh, you already addressed that. So, um, but it kind of it goes with this question in terms of how do we grow the hobby further to include more people? Uh, and I'm talking about the soccer hobby, because I'm starting to see it kind of diminish. Um, and I and I think that's obviously correlated to the money aspect of it. Sure. Uh, for a lot of people, they see, you know, oh, I have a friend, for example, who's kind of transitioned. He still buys soccer, but he's transitioning to the other sports because that's where the money is. Sure, um, you know, I, I myself, I don't collect the other sports again. I, you know, every year I buy a box of Topps baseball. I have to do it; it's just tradition. Um, and I take the rookie sleeve away, put them away. And I, I buy I buy hockey a lot too because I'm a hockey fan. So, um, how do we, you know, grow the hobby? What What's the best tactic here to to do that? And in, in some ways. I think that's probably a rewarding part of doing that uh, is being part of the community. I know you have that podcast, which is great and it does help. um, But what are your feelings on those those types of of things? Uh,
1: You know, yeah, first and foremost, like I think community is, is the most important thing for me,
0: you know, community
1: cards, you know, I think it go hand in hand Uh, to grow, to grow soccer and just to grow soccer cards. I think we do need ambassadors. I, I truly do. I think we need people and I think we have, some great ambassadors that are out there, uh, you know, at shows, you know, who are set up, I'll tell you, you know, the traction that I get for soccer cards when I do set up, I set up at a a local show, uh, Stevens Point, Wisconsin, uh, central Wisconsin, and uh, uh, shout out to Austin Carlson cards uh, does a great job at that show. Um, And I set up and and I, I, I know pretty much going in, I'm not going to sell a ton. You know, because it's soccer, but the 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 people that I see come up and interested in my table are usually kids, right? And 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 a lot of times they're looking at, you know, some of them are very knowledgeable and they're looking at my prices and they're like, okay, well, I know who Messi is. Why is he this price when Jordan is this price? You know, and, and so they're seeing it from a financial perspective, right? You know, and for me, you know, I've got kids coming up. Do you have any Messi Ronaldos? Like, I have got dollar boxes, I've got value boxes, you know, dig through there, like take a couple cards. You know, it only takes a spark to start a fire. You know, it only takes one card to get kids to say, you know what, soccer cards are real. They're there. I need to actively look for them. You know, because I think that's, we do it too, right? We have to actively look for soccer cards and the cards that we're looking for. And so a lot of these kids, especially in the Midwest, like they show up at shows, football, baseball, basketball. Like that's what they see. And they're right. going to collect what they see. And yeah, here's right. an avenue for us, you know, to to kind of, you know, build community, you know, answer questions. Like, I mean, that's why I think, you know, I think you said at the beginning of the show, like, you know, we got to, you know, everybody's welcome in the, in the card, in the card space, in the card community. Like this is, this is fun. This is, this is my childhood that I get to relive in my 30s. Right. Uh, And and so if I have a, you know, 10, 11, 12 year old come up to my table and want to talk Chelsea or Man City or Barcelona, let's talk soccer. Like let's, you know, cause maybe you are experiencing the same thing that, that I do here as an adult, that there aren't a lot of people who share the passion and love you do. And so yep. like here, let's, let's build it, you know, and part of me thinks, you know, one person at a time, you know, it, it, I think that's, that's to me where it's, you know, if people ask questions, like I get DMs all the time, you know, they'll jump in and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like taking the time to explain it to them because they really don't know. I, I want you to know, and I want you to use the information I'm providing in my podcast so that you can make good educated decisions so that you win on the cards that you want to buy. Now, if your game is to you know turn them over and, and make a profit, like I want you to win. I want everybody yeah. to win. I don't want people to tire to lose. I want people to win because when they win, they stick around.
0: Yeah. You know, oh, yeah.
1: And, and not saying that they're going to they want to win by margins of 500 X. No, I, I want them to see that, like, by making good choices and, and by, you know, loving what they do and what they collect, what they love to watch, like there's correlation in all of that. But like, we got to do it one person at a time. It's not this blanket, I don't think, you know, just being a good person, like, yeah. you know, and, and being willing to share the information. I had people share with me when I jumped in and they were so willing to do so and they were so kind like for me, it's like, you know what, I'm going to pay that forward. I'm going to pay that back and make sure that, you know, they have their questions answered and that they can, they can ask whatever they need. And and I'm going to give them my answer. And if I don't know the answer, maybe this is a teacher in me, like I'll go find somebody with the answer to help you.
0: Is, you know, interesting that you brought up the, so I shut up, I set up at a card show this past weekend and I had like a lot of, I had sorted like Ronaldo's, all messies and Hollands and Mbappes. Right. And anytime kids came over young, young kids, you know, kids that, you know, they see that stuff like, oh, this is awesome, you know. And I had a bunch of kids just I sold base stuff for a dollar because you know, in on eBay, let, let's let's face it, Ronaldo Messi and Bobby Holland base sells for two to four bucks, five bucks, you know. But I was okay with that, you know. Um, if you can do that, I had I had somebody I had some slabs that were like PSA sevens, like Prism World Cup stuff oh. and stickers, and so hard. I, I took L's on them, yeah. But you know, these kids wanted them and they were getting them for 15 bucks, you know, yeah. I mean, it's fine, you know, yeah. uh, it's part of like, growing the hobby and the kids realize that, you know, I only have this much money. So, you know, this is what I could buy. So yeah, here you go, man, take it, take this with you too, while you're at it. Um so I think that's important to kind of give back a little bit Uh, while I may not have been given anything when I was a kid collecting um, you still got to do the better thing when you're doing so I I can appreciate what you're saying and what you're doing. I think it's very important uh, for that. Um, One of the things that I I was curious about too with um, because we're both content creators, you create on a bigger platform, obviously. Um, We have a good amount of followers that follow both of us. Um, And, you know, I was talking to you earlier before you jumped on the call about haters, right? Uh, and I don't know if you've gotten any in your DMs. I'm kind of curious. That's why I want to ask you this question. <laughs> yeah, you- I mean,
1: I think anytime you, you kind of put up players or talk about a market for a player that people are invested in or have paid money for higher cards, you're yeah. going yeah. to get people reach out and and not agree with your take. Um, I'll be honest, like I I did, I do get it, you know, when, when it's kind of bigger names and I'm saying, you know, like the market's falling off a cliff, like, look at where it was pre-World Cup, look at where it was after the World Cup. Uh, and, and I, you know, for me, um, it was a little difficult when I started. And then, and then again, words of wisdom from my wife, she was like, well, you know, kids talk about you all the time as a teacher doesn't bother you. So why does it bother you now? And I was like, you know what you're, and I go, well, they don't say it to my face. And she's like, these people aren't either really, they're just on, you know, they're, they're, they DM you, they, they're, they're upset. And I go, you know, everything that I've done content wise has been from a place of education. It's never come from a place of You know, I want to say this for for personal gain. Like, that's not what I'm here for. Like, I really, truly want to provide information that helps people make good decisions. And so if you're sitting there, if you're upset with me, and and sometimes I do, I I do engage and I say, okay, well, where was I wrong in my comment? Like, you know, I'm looking at prices here you know, at a, at a high. And now I'm looking at them at a very, at a low. So, so where was the information incorrect? You know, cause I, I don't want you to run out and buy a card if you're using that high as the comp as, as where people are saying, this is what it's worth when it really it's, it's come down 50 or 75%. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I don't mind the people and the hate sometimes because for me, it's like, well, if you're upset, you know, hopefully the information being truthful you know, staying in the line of of truth is is benefiting the hobby as a whole because it's allowing people to make good, educated decisions. And sometimes,
0: and, I, and sometimes oh, the problem you have, right, or or we should say we have, or other people have, is um, they. You know, and, and quite frankly, I, I don't, I don't have a problem saying this is you should have been watching the games, pal. If you if you were that, you know, you got to do your research. Very important. We always talk about that. Just because me or you or somebody else says something doesn't mean we're going to be. We're not. We're not always right. It just doesn't work that way.
1: No, and I'm. I'm. I'll be the first one to admit. Like I am. I'm not always right. And, and I've. I've been wrong a lot. And the hobby. The hobby is humbling. You know, to to somebody yeah. who's like, oh yeah, I know soccer, and then you, you kind of say, okay, I'm really high in this player, and and even myself, like I'll I'll purchase some of their cards, and and now you're sitting there going. I was I was not right in my evaluation of that player,
0: you know. I mean, <laughs> so I, I mean, I got a player that I've been buying and I still will buy when I see it. I'm still buying Rainier Jesus. I still believe in the kid. I think he's so good, um, but I think there's a combination there where you have injuries. He's out on loan. But yeah. when Real Madrid doesn't want to sell you to give a buy option, that means there's something there, um, and I think that's kind of uh, something that's overlooked in the hobby a little bit. Um so with that being said, um, you know, comps are another kind of issue, right? Um, yeah. that we that we talk about. And I'm gonna get into that very shortly. we we'll take a little break right now and we'll come back on and start that up again. All right, we're back after a little break. Everybody got their drinks in hand. I know you're probably listening to this on your way to work on Wednesday morning or maybe Thursday morning. I'm not sure when I'm gonna publish this yet. We'll see. So, Andrew, before we got off, I started a little uh, comps, right? Um, I wanted to get, you know, I'm going to give you my perspective on comps. um, And I kind of want to get your perspective as well. So, when we talk about comps, um, I necessarily don't use comps a lot of the times. I, you know, with some stuff, if I see something underpriced, obviously, I buy it. Um, You know, examples, this weekend, I bought some really nice cards at a really good price. Uh, But then... You know, if you have a card that you see that you really believe in uh, and if it's over comps, um, you know, I kind of don't even like looking at the comps. I look at the card and I'm like, if I believe in that player in that card, I'm paying for it because like, you might not run into that card again. That It becomes sure. kind of, you know, is this a gold? Is this in a 50, tops, Merlin, whatever it may be. Um, those are hard to find. They don't pop up very often. So I kind of want to get your perspective on comps and, you know, what your kind of strategies with those and what uh, you might or how you kind of leverage it or you don't. Um, I'm just interested to hear that.
1: I don't know if I notice uh, necessarily leverage it, but you know, I'm, I'm one who likes to know where the sales have been, but I think you have to take comps in the perspective of, you know, where the information is coming from. You know, a lot of it's coming from eBay, you know, a lot of it's coming from PWCC But there are a lot of sales that happen that don't end up in a place like, you know, card ladder, not, not saying like they're very good at what they do. I, I enjoy card ladder for the perspective of, you know, it's a benchmark or a base mark for me, but really I look at comps, like if I'm buying a card, like, and it hasn't sold within, you know, 30 days, I kind of look at that comp as being like, okay, it's kind of outdated. You know, do I, you know, so for me, it's just a a starting point, you know, in, in, okay. You know, here is what the last one did. Here is what it is in the case. Like, but again, I I think it does play off of, you know, do I believe in this player? You know, I I think, you know, to get everything under comps, like if we got everything under comps, like cards would go to nothing eventually. Right. And so you, you have to make kind of a decision of saying, okay, I believe in this card. I believe in this player, But but I'm also one to be like I don't know if I believe you know like a hundred you know two hundred dollar difference like to me that that that's you know to have that benchmark knowledge of where they have been Uh, but the market now is very different than the market even a month ago like this thing moves so fast and I think for for a lot of people like it's difficult to keep up sometimes and so that's why I think comps are good to the point of you can look and kind of catch yourself up on an individual card. Uh, but I, I don't think like, you know, where you pull up the comp and say this comp did, you know, the last card did 50, will you take 40 for it that, you know, if you're constantly going under comps, like to me that, you know, you know, buy what you like, buy what you believe in, you know, if, if you think, you think it's going to go up, but a lot of my cards lately, it's like, they're not quick flips. Like they're, yeah. they're long, they're long-term hold. Like they're, they're cards that I I don't have any intention of, of selling today or tomorrow or next week or next month. Like, uh, I just picked up a, a 2014 tops premier. Uh, SGC eight Harry Kane, you know, you know, that kind of his first card in 2014. Like I, you know, I don't have any, any interest in like, I'm not looking to move that tomorrow, you know, as a guy who's now second all time in the premier league for scoring, you know, a second 30 year, uh, 30 goal season, never been done to do two 230 plus goal seasons in the premier league, you know, as an Arsenal fan, you know, he is, he has taken, you know, his fair share of goals against us in big games but, you know, you got to respect the player and what he's accomplished. And so for me, you know, you look at other comps and, it, you know, he's done a lot up to this point. And, and you have seen kind of cards start to creep upwards. Like, am I willing to pay for it now? And and I just made the decision. Yeah, I, I want this card. It's the earliest one of Harry Kane. Let's do it. And and if it goes up tomorrow, great. And if it goes down, great. Not moving.
0: Yeah. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, that's, I think that's a good point is long, long long-term holds, right. A lot of the stuff that I like pick up, uh, or players that I'm looking at, they're long holds. They're players that I'm just waiting. And it's not to say I'm gonna, cause I don't sell enough of the slab stuff that I have. Some of it I do. I, I don't sell enough of it. I should sell more, but for me, it's kind of, you know, knowing, you know, picking up a player, uh, you know, and seeing him flourish. Right. And then say, well, I was in early so I can move it keep one maybe because usually I'll grade a ton of it um, because I'm taking that risk. Um, so, you know, but, I think. Oh, go ahead. But no, go ahead. You can go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say like, but, but in, in the flip side, like, you know, I, I
1: completely understand my position of like, this is fun for me. Yep. You know, this is, this is, this is enjoyment for me. So, you know, the cards that I have in the, in the, in the money that I spend in the hobby, like that's for me, but I also recognize like, and this is where we come back to like, you know the hobbies for everybody like you also have very passionate collectors who only collect who buy and 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 put put away and 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 they don't they don't move their cards but you also have the people who are buying to to resell very quickly and and to make and it's it's their it's their livelihood it's their it's their job and so you know i think that there you know if if we're if we're doing the hobby you know as a whole like if you're enjoying the space like recognizing that people are in the hobby and have uh, for different reasons. Uh, You know, and I, and I think, you know, the judgment piece is like, you know, I I think we get too caught up and be like, well, you only collect or, or you, you, you do both, or you just, just flip. Like, you know, we're all in it for, you know, can we just enjoy the hobby together? I think is, is bigger for me. So, you know, for, you know, so I understand when people come up to my table and, and they're looking to get it for 70 or 80%. And, and I, and I completely respect that because that's what they're doing. But I also, want them to respect me to be like no that's that's the price of the card yeah you know, so kind of respect works both ways
0: yeah I mean There, there, there's usually a fine balance right in terms of you know greed and um, you know I, <laughs> I've generally the stuff I've sold before to people um, in some cases are cards that like I'm a collector you know I want this card and uh, generally they are but once in a while you see a guy and then he resells it for like you know it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth but that's that's their prerogative that's fine
1: and truly um, like i mean it, it's happened to me to me before too and it's you know like I, I trust you i you know if i meet you for the first time like i trust that what you're saying is true yeah. and and so if you're sitting there going you know mbappe's my guy you know and i've got this mbappe card i pr- i will you know i'll work with you because I, yeah. I firmly believe that it's you know because again it goes back to my mantra of, of growing the hobby you know one person at a time and it, and if for one person and they go and, and resell it and make a profit, you know, that's just one person. Like my hope is that yeah. the other four, five, six, seven people I talk to are like, you know what, this is going, this isn't moving. This is, you know, and and we just continue to move on. Like, I can't get caught up in the the negativity. Yeah, it leaves a bad taste, in, you know, can leave a bad taste in your mouth, but it's what it is, right? It is what it is, you move on and, and you keep pumping the positivity because I think that's that's what the hobby needs a lot too, is just that's people great. who enjoy the space and
0: are vocal about enjoying the space exactly all right i want to i want to talk a little bit about let's get into a little m- more focused talk versus the, you know the cards and the card hobby um actually this is not it's it's cards it's cards but it's you know uh let's talk a little arsenal Uh Ooh. let's talk a little you know i'm a big believer in fabio Vieira. he's a guy that i that i'm heavily uh i have a lot of his stuff um a player that I like and I know that some Arsenal fans thought it was a disappointing year for him Um, but again I continue to say it's no coincidence he was the U20 player of the tournament that Euro a few years back so yeah. and now he's in the U21 tournament that's beginning I think in a few weeks on the 24th I believe in June. Isn't um, the
1: U20 tournament just kind of finishing up here? Yeah, and the, the U- national 20, team took one on the chin.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, well, the U21 is the European, uh, yep. U- uh, right? Um, so that's coming up. So I'm, uh, I'm going to be watching him, obviously, there, see how he does. He's a player that uh, I think is dynamic. Um, the I think part of the problem with him at, at Arsenal this year was he came in injured, was hurt a little bit, um, yeah. didn't get that. But when he, when he was in the game, he, he looked great when he plays he looks great um you know and i hate to use a comparison here but you know he's potentially a bernardo silva uh type of player i think um if
1: if that's the case i'm I'm all in right i'm buying you know but at the same
0: time in terms of yes the the on-field performance will be there but will his hobby perceived value be there i'm not so sure you know
1: I don't know if it'll like reach like Silva potential, but I mean, if he is going to produce and this is, you know, part of it too, is what I've I've started to learn is there is a market for, you know, certain teams command, you know, like the Manchester United's, the cities now the arsenals, the Chelsea's like, you've got fan bases that collect the cards. Uh, you know, so if he's, if he's turning out to, to be a productive player, like you will find people who are going to, you know, purchase the cards. I mean, it, it goes with anybody like, I mean, Aaron Ramsdale, there there's a market for Ramsdale, you mm-hmm. know, because he's the goalie at Arsenal. Like, I mean, and people are picking up his stuff. So um, I, I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't know. I, I you know, it, it's, it's nice that we have champions league football, you know, for the first time in a, in a couple of years, you know, if we can go deeper run into to competitions, Uh, cup competitions like there's more games available but you know does he get a loan spell you know I mean I mean if he's getting I mean I think for for him like again to move into the Premier League it takes time like you got to adapt to the game you know and and how it's played in the Premier League and you got to give these guys time they're they're all not going to hit the ground running and we've seen that before in in big signings I mean I always look at Man United and I'm like okay like Memphis Depay did not turn out Super well. It took him a while to get going. uh Di Maria was there for a time, and and that didn't go super well. Like it takes time, and they expect it. Even Jaden Sancho, right now, right, moves from the yeah. Bundesliga to you know didn't have the greatest year and, and didn't get a good run of games. Like I'm excited to see what he does next year. You know, does a full year under uh Ten Hag? Like does that get him kind of? you know, all systems go, you know, I don't know, we'll see. But you know, it's, it's tough to to make these transitions, especially when you don't speak the language real well, or there's barriers. And, you know, there's a lot going on for these guys that we just see the pitch and say, okay, for 90 minutes, you got to perform out of your mind. So yeah. I give them time, I, you know, I trust the process, Arteta, Edu, like, I'm, I'm a believer, like, I'm gonna, you know, what they did this year was incredible and their signings have all kind of worked, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to give them, you know, another year or two before I start to make
0: decisions. So before you start to switch teams. No, never. No, we, no. We, always, we always welcome new Benfica fans with open oh, arms. Just yeah. going to let you know that.
1: You've you piqued my interest. Listen to the <laughs> podcast. Like I, I definitely will check scores, <laughs> you know, in the Portuguese leagues now and I'll be like, okay, who's scoring? Who's scored so, for Benfica? I don't know that name. I better look that one up.
0: So they almost had a collapse as well for their league title. Uh, And part of that, uh, Roger Schmidt did a good job this year uh, at Benfica. But part of that problem that I saw as a Benfica fan was player rotation. Uh, They got to that Champions League game. And right before that Champions League game at home, they had lost to Porto on that Friday night. Mm -hmm. So there was a rotation issue there. And I I still say today, Benfica was a better team than Inter, but they lost because of player rotation. Uh, You bring on this young kid. I don't know if you've heard of him, the 18-year-old Joao Neves, who now is being courted by Bayern and courted by all these big teams. Was he the one that was linked to Chelsea for a time too? No, that's Moreira. Moreira, but he ended up moving, right? That's not. I don't think that's actually done yet. It's not a
1: done Uh, deal yet.
0: No, I don't think so. Um, But this kid is incredible, and there's a slew of teams looking at him. I mean, Benfica. That's Benfica. You know, we pump up products, and you know, they were a big team in the '50s, '60s, and '70s, and for some of the '80s. uh, But and then the '90s, they had some good teams too. But they're not uh, European caliber anymore in terms of what I mean. They had a great run this year. uh, A lot of talent. Uh, Gonzalo Ramos, he may stay another year. We're not sure. And I think this there's been some kind of um, rumors in Portuguese media that Real Madrid may take him, um, which would be an interesting move. With, with
1: now Benzema leaving.
0: Yes, uh, that could be an interesting uh, move. But Arsenal, when I look at Arsenal, uh, and I'm going to continue to talk about Arsenal for a little bit here, but what did you think was missing uh, from Arsenal this year? you know gabriel jesus was really good when he was healthy yep. um, but i still think a real number 9 is probably in the cards uh, who is that guy is it somebody from italy a uh, victor or dusan or, or somebody of that nature who who's the guy that you would love to see there
1: i man uh, you know i i think who that's a really good question because you 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 know we talk about this in this terms of like you've got you've got uh Aaron on loan like do you bring him back and and allow him the opportunity to be the number nine for arsenal does he have that type of talent um or do you do do you go for a Vojovic or do you go for a, a ramos like do you think like you know playing arteta ball like does it work i don't know if i have the answer like i i really don't like part of me like heart of hearts is like you know u.s men's national team falarin like bring yeah. him back like I would be living the dream, right? US men's national team, Arsenal number nine. Like, come on. It doesn't get any better than that. But I think there's a guy
0: that I think there's a guy. He's not a number nine, though. But I think there's a guy that would fit Arsenal really perfectly uh, on your team. And a team is giving giving him back on loan. (laughs) There's a guy that you guys wanted that I would have preferred him go to Arsenal, which was Joan Felix. Oh. So there is, that be rumors.
1: Really interesting. Um, there is,
0: there's rumors of Newcastle and Arsenal uh, are the teams that are courting him. He's not a number nine though, but if you, if you got a good number nine with him, yep. he's unbelievable. Um, huh. very I would be interested. Pass. Like, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, I
1: mean, there's just so much talent. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, a year ago when you would be like, there's so much talent at Arsenal, like you knew you had players, but I mean, we, you know, we, we've got guys that can't get into the team and, and, and have shown that they have high quality. So I think the number nine is a big address. Um, I think locking in William Saliba is, is absolutely vital. Um, you you saw what happened when hit with him out of the lineup here down the stretch. So I think, you know, if we could get him, you know, locked under contract, Saka's got his contract now, Odegaard's under contract for a little while yet. I think, uh, you know, it looks like Granit Xhaka's on the way out, so we could be in, in line for a big uh, middle, you know, a, a, a midfielder. You know, I, I would love to be Declan Rice, but it looks like Binder might might win that. Uh, you know, it kind of seems to be more possible now than ever. But, but I don't know. I mean, again, I think it's going to take a lot, a lot to catch City. I think you know think a lot of things fell right for us this year. Nobody really expected how we were going to play and you know starting out strong. You know City City's got money to spend and they've got very I mean their second team could be a top 10 team in the Premier League. Like I mean their depth is unbelievable. When you're put I mean what was the the FA Cup like 70 minutes in they're bringing Phil Foden off the bench.
0: Like crazy. What are we doing
1: here? <laughs> That's
0: crazy. Uh, I I almost it's almost like a cheat code it's like cheating Uh, it's like a
1: FIFA team I mean it's like a it's like a it's like a a, a team that's been built like to play on an uh, online video game like
0: I mean I think so you know I mean the last summer people were kind of like it's going to be a crazy summer transfer window I think this year is going to be crazier Uh, I think there's just so many players out there that are you know available um, or want to move I mean we're seeing the these players move to the Middle East now, uh, Benzema yeah. went. Uh, now you have N'Golo that's probably gonna go there saying hundred billion net. Yeah. Uh, and
1: then, even like, what? what's the rumor now that, that they've reached out to, to Sun? Yeah, um, you know, and and uh, that that's a huge, I mean, it almost kind of reminds me of where you know the Chinese Super China League, Super League. Yeah, yeah, like this whole like, let's buy all these players. But I mean, I think the Saudis, you know, that they can hold it, they can pay them, right? That it's not gonna all collapse yeah. and come crumbling down.
0: It's but. just, it's it's a crazy time, I think, right now for all of us uh, in terms of that aspect. We're seeing, I mean, some of these players are older, right? So they've kind of, you know, even Ronaldo. I mean, I, I still think Ronaldo's going to play the next World Cup. I hope um, so. People think I'm crazy, but I think he's going to.
1: At least the Euros, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, he's the type of player that is in that physical condition that he could probably do it. Um, if he wants to.
1: Yeah. I think whether he's he Messi and Ronaldo at the next World Cup.
0: Probably. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I think America, Messi. Like- I think Sign Messi, me up, right? I think Messi's a little more riskier though, you know, with that legacy. You know, if he goes into that World Cup and he's a little older, I mean, we saw yeah. we the last two years at PSG, they weren't very good years. Um, you know, and people don't again, I'm I'm obviously biased, but uh there's and I respect Messi and I've enjoyed watching him. But um the media treats both Ronaldo and Messi very different. Um you know, he could go to Saudi Arabia too uh, for that what one billion dollars or whatever it is. That's <laughs>
1: just the money, the money is just getting thrown everywhere. I'm telling I mean, you.
0: So you know, we we talk about the transfers. Uh, I you know, who do you see as kind of the guys to watch out for where we could match up with cards um, in terms of movement, right? Because you're kind of you're, you're, your 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 show is predicated more on that and looking at movement. So transfer wise do we see any bumps in any players based on transfers um some of them I have the feeling that that stuff's already baked in like Victor Osamine, his pricing is so crazy um I think Vlahovic is a guy that there's an opportunity um I what still believe, I still believe in him a lot I think he's an excellent player he's on a um you know a ver- very bad Juventus team I'm gonna say it uh because they're not very good I don't think um and now they got docked those points again so it's kind of crazy but they have to sell I think I was told they have to sell to kind of meet some financial guidelines um you know is there anybody else I'm missing I mean Gonzalo Ramos is another one that I kind of yeah
1: you know it's interesting though like with like Ramos you know are people skittish because of the massive spike during the World Cup like would you see a, a massive bump again or you know kind of the you know, Ricardo Pepe too, like when he scored goals for the U S men's national team. And then it was like, okay, well, his prices went through the roof. What does the kid have to do now to, to kind of even recover, you know, some of that, some of that, but uh, as far as like transfers go, uh, you know, I I think, you know, one that sticks out to me is the possibility if, if Mason Mount moves from Chelsea to man United, uh, I think that has, you know, again, not a great season he did not play a whole lot he was injured throughout you know you, you've seen the market kind of come down from a really great year that he had you know and even you know he's, he's already won the champions league for with chelsea mm. you know so going going to a, another club in the premier league and again the premier league is is one that is is big and watched by a lot more people than you know here in the united states especially that that's the go-to league I think there could be a a little bit of a movement there uh, as people are interested. But then again, I, you know, the catch 22 to that is, you know, if I'm a man United fan, which I'm not Arsenal through and through, but you know, if if I were a man United fan, do I want a Mason Mount in a Chelsea kit? I mean like that, you're getting into weird, you know, like it's so, I mean for me too, like, you know, I like my, I like the Arsenal guys that I collect. Like, I mean, I've got a few Ramsdale when he was on Sheffield United, but a lot of my cards of Ramsdale are Arsenal kid, Arsenal, yeah, like that. That's my, you know. So I, I don't know. I, I think he's the one interesting one to watch uh, as as we move forward. Um, what is it? Uh, the who's the kid from uh, Celtic? Gab uh, Viega?
0: No, that's uh oh from Celta yes. yep. Vigo. Yes, Celta
1: Vigo. I don't know if he's moving this year. Um, but he's a one to watch, name wise. Uh, you know, good brace at the end of the year, young kid. A lot like of people,
0: a lot of people keep saying uh, Real Madrid, but I I don't see it because they're so loaded in the midfield. I don't know why he'd go there to sit on the bench. Um, and I may be wrong about that, but I don't think that's an optimal spot for him. He's and Newcastle's making a play for him. That's what I've heard.
1: The, and, uh-huh. and then, then things get interesting, you know, like again, any kind of person that's moving into the premier league that does have, and he doesn't have a ton of stuff.
0: He's only got one card,
1: one card, right. Mosaic. Yep. And, and so I think, I think that again, that kind of fits into like the model of, of knowing, you know, what's out there, you know, picking stuff up. Uh, the other one, uh, you know, is interesting to me. I Frankfurt, you know, uh, Kulima, uh Yep. Mwani, like the French, the French kid, you know, where he goes is a big one, you know, getting a big move. But I think our hobby, you know, the, the soccer community, like the guys that are here are very smart. Like they know, you know, I mean, I think across the board people, you know, just because of one good game in an NBA finals doesn't cause crazy amounts of, of prices to go through the roof. I think we've, we've passed that. People are knowledgeable. They know what they're doing. Uh, And so like a transfer is important, but I don't know if people are going to see, you know, prices double because a player moved to man United. Like I think people are skittish because maybe they did, you know, do that with Jaden Sancho. And then now they're like, okay, wait, maybe I should think, you know, it's not about the transfer. It's about the production on the pitch. Right. Yeah. And, and so you got to see them play in order to make a good educated decision, not saying that people won't buy just because, but I don't think you're going to see massive spikes.
0: It's a good point. So I think uh, the, I think the the lesson they're learned is to be careful and and, and tread carefully with wh- what you're buying because of based on a transfer rumor, because um, th- those those ultimately can cause kind of panic or jubilation. Uh, yeah. oh, I'm excited. This guy's going to move to Real Madrid, and the next thing you know, no, he's going to Espanol and La Liga. But I mean, like, if
1: Dusan were to move to Arsenal, like, I would, I would be, I would be buying at you know, because my expectation would be like, I believe in my team, and I believe with him there, he's going to score some goals. Like, would I pay for the the little bit of a bump? Like me as the collector, as the fan, yes, I would. You know, yep. and, and I wouldn't really, it, you know, I wouldn't think twice about it, but you know, if I, if I'm somebody who's like, okay, well, I'm going to buy this to, to, to make even more. No, I mean, like I would be pulling that in and be like, okay, he's my striker, you know, hopefully the next, Ian, you know, you have Ian Wright, you got Thierry Henry, Dennis Burkamp, you know, you got all these guys and then you're like, oh, now I've got Dusan. Like, so I think for me, again, it's what you're looking for and, and, and what, again, what you're looking to do with the cards that you're acquiring.
0: Yep. I'm going to switch gears here for a second. I'm going to ask you a question. So at the card show this weekend, I was talking to a few young men there. Uh, one was a Spurs fan and one was a City fan. And I asked the question, I said, what's more impressive? Erling Holland scoring 36 goals in the Premier League or Harry Kane scoring 30 goals for Spurs? I'll give you what my answer was. My answer was Harry, Harry Kane scoring Harry 30 Kane.
1: goals. Absolutely
0: uh give me your thoughts on that like I just randomly thought of that I I think I saw a post online and I was kind of like that's a good question but I think I'm I don't even have to look at anything I could just make that that opinion based answer right now
1: yeah I I mean for me personally in my opinion it's it's the Harry Kane 30 goals I mean Tottenham did not have a great season he did not really have a lot of support around him this year and and I come always, you know, like if if you're Harry Kane, if you're a striker, you need you need a great midfielder to get you the ball in positions where you can score goals.
0: Yep.
1: Who's giving Harry Kane the ball? That's you know that's my point. Like you sit there and go, okay, Erling Holland is getting balls fed to him on a plate by Kevin De Bruyne, like yeah. one of the yeah. best you know, midfielders, the premier league has ever seen, you know, you look at guys, you know, even young kids like Rico Lewis is, you know, whipping balls in, you got, you know, you pick your poison of who you want, giving him service. And I think it took him a little while to figure it out at city. Like that was one of the things where it's like, okay, he's our star man. He's the center talisman. Like, how do we get him the ball? And once they figured it out, they haven't lost. I mean, truthfully, like they, they, they are clicking on all cylinders right now. And people are like, well, arsenal bottled the league it's hard to say you bottled the league when like city won 11 straight to end you know besides the last game of the season i think they 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 lost the last one but like they won 11 in a row you know Yeah. yeah yeah we didn't win them all and i chalk it up to like our squad depth like there was no rotation we had 11 guys 12 guys and we just that's that was our team through everything
0: and oddly enough i think city was only one point better than last year
1: yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and I, again, like, don't, don't get me wrong on, you know, like, I mean, what has Holland been able to do? And I've even seen like, kind of, you know, you watch the game he's incredible and, and he's even like the way he can hold up play now. Is it like, is something I haven't seen. I think, who was it? I think did did recall him out halfway through the year and was like, you need to be, <laughs> a complete. I think he did. And it was like, you need to be a complete striker. You got to hold up the ball. You got to be willing to, you know, get the ball. And like, from that moment on, like, he was holding up the ball. He was strong. He was, you know, back to goal, sliding it to other people, and then moving and running, like running into space and getting the ball back and just burying these goals. I and, think, and for,
0: yeah, I think he, I think he's improved from from Dortmund for sure. Yeah, uh, in that aspect. But, but he's in a
1: team where it's like he he, he knows he's going to get the ball. Like Kane is has kind of had to scratch and claw for those goals all year long, and and for him to to stay healthy and and be what he's thirty now. I mean, still be doing it at 30, you know, and, and getting transfer rumors like to, to Bayern and Real, you know, like all these big clubs still like people want them. They want, they they see the clinical th- things that he can do and what he can bring to the table. And, and for me, it's just impressive. Like, you know, I, I look at it and I'm like, man, if you played for any other team, any other team, I'd be fine with it, but you play for Spurs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I know last week on your podcast you featured some breakout players, right? Um, again, this question doesn't have to necessarily mean that you bought them. The players that you were talking about, but are there maybe three youngsters that you're looking at right now that you're buying or investigating? Right, I should call. Um, so this way, we so this way we can have um, some people comment on this podcast sure. and then then trash you in eight months because you were wrong.
1: Yeah. No, that's <laughs> totally fine. Um, I will be honest with you. I'm more of the guy that looks at, you know, players who I was high on or thought quality was there. Didn't reach the level of expectations and, you know, kind of buy at the floor, you know? So, uh, you know, again, limited budget throwing it out there, you know, for me, it's like, okay, if I can buy a great card of a player who had a down year now and move it forward. So like, I would, I would say maybe like, one of the young guys I, I wouldn't give up on is Enzo. Yep. You know, like, I mean, comes to Chelsea, does not have a great, great season. You know, I mean, was in the midfield. Chelsea's dealing with their own problems. You know, he, you know, if you can put people around him that is going to kind of bring out the best in his game, you could see him make leaps and bounds advances next year. But everybody's right now being like, Chelsea finished, what, 11th? Yeah oh, you know, like, oh, you know, they've got all this young talent they bought and they can't win games. Like, be careful. Like, you know, Chelsea has a lot of young talent and they are pumping their youth system like nothing I've ever seen before.
0: I think they probably hired the right guy too, uh, Marcy Pochettino for that job. I think Chelsea was kind of a dumpster fire with the coaching kind of uh, seat going around on this year, uh, which once you get that stability at the coaching level, I think... We we've, we've seen that other teams right we've seen that kind of go on, other teams. I think they're going to be fine. They they do have a lot of talent. I think they'll be fine. Um, you know, you
1: know, I, I mean not in, from a price perspective. Like I I I'm always interested on in like big moves of like young players. Um, uh, vili from from La Liga, uh, the kid that's in Select. He's got autos in Select. Um, he's 21. He's he's kind of being linked to to places like Chelsea, Tottenham. Man United. Uh, so he's one that I'm kind of watching because again, goalies, you know, are, you know, they're not going to command massive amounts of, you know, profit gain, you know, but for me, like, you know, if if he moves to Man United and is their goalie, like, there's going to be people who are looking for his stuff and he doesn't have a ton of it. Well, 21 years it. old.
0: I heard United. Want, I heard United wants a Portuguese kid from Porto. Well,
1: that there you go. I, I, but you really They're they're there. They're looking. They're looking at all options. Yeah,
0: but I heard. I heard Porto wants sixty million for him. Whoa! So I, I, mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, what's the price it? point?
1: Like, will he move? He's on a what a Valencia team that you know bottom half of the table. Not a great defense. Still had over a hundred saves this year. Good stuff for a twenty-one-year-old kid or twenty-two. You know, so if he moves into the Premier League, you know, he's one that I'd watch because he's also one that I think if people are ripping select La Liga and they don't know who he is and he's a goalie, like there's good chance it gets discarded into a, a value box. Yeah. You know, so if you're looking for a guy, you know, who has potential, even if it's in the goalie spot, I think I think he's one that you could kind of kind of look at. I would love to say Falaron. You know Balogun, but I think you know with a the nutty. U.S. men's national team, a lot of price jump uh, based on on him being on the U.S. men's national team. But I really like what he's done. Uh, one one guy that I think everybody shouldn't forget about, and I think because of Falaron and what Mbappe were doing in in French league, like don't forget about Jonathan David. Don't forget about Jonathan David. Don't forget I mean Can- Canadian international second in goals I think this year in in League yep. One. And people just, you know, he's going to get a move. And I think he's going to get a move to a club at a cut rate compared to the Ramoses of the world and the Harry Canes of the world. And people are going to be really surprised at what he can do when he gets into a big league personally. I, I mean, and if in six months he's made the move and hasn't scored a goal, like that's fine. But I have, you know, what he was able to do, you know, he, he looked good in the, in the world cup. I know Canada kind of got a, a bad run and and didn't didn't qualify and had some uh, tough breaks, but you know, I, he's done it what three years now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like, I like him a lot too,
1: you know? And so for me, it's, it's one of those where, you know, I'm, I'm never, I'm never the first, you know, if I'm looking at 2020 Merlin or, you know, 2020, you know, I mean, one of the examples was I think 2020 Merlin, like after it came out and you had all the guys everybody's chasing, like I, I have a quite a bit of like Kenneth Taylor, you know, from IX.
0: He's actually sneaky good too
1: he is like, you know, and, and watching him play, I'm like, man, this kid, you know, and at the time he wasn't getting a whole lot of game time, but I was picking up some, you know, some, you know, silver, you know, just base autos and some numbered stuff that I got tucked away and and we'll see where it goes. But, but for me, it was always like, okay, here's tier one. Everybody's chasing, you know, the Sydney rabiers of the world. And, 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 you know, people are just because they're 17 or 18. Yeah. I'm kind of on the line of like, okay, that might be out of my price range. So who are the guys that I, I believe have quality and are going to make an impact? You know, so, I mean, for again, it comes all the way back to like, do your research, know your players, watch them play. Like, I think I, I can't stress that enough because for me, cards are an extension of my love of the game. Yeah, You know, I love the game. And so like, I go and I'm like, I love this player. I'm going to go buy that player. And that's where, again, we go come back full circle comps. Like, yeah, that might be the comp, but I love this player. And that Atomic Merlin out of 50 is is a hard one to find. I might not find another one. So I'm going to buy it for 10%, 20% over that last comp because yeah. I want it to stay with me and not go somewhere else.
0: Yep. So we got about five minutes left. So I want to kind of go really quick here, but um, here's a public service announcement for people. La Liga Select is greater than Serie A Select. Interesting. So I'll leave it at that. On my pod last week, I gave people a few rookies to look for in that product. Yep. But it's a better product, uh, and and I'm gonna say this within two or three years, people are gonna can come back to this 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 episode, and we can take this snippet and put it up and say he was right. Um, so I hope I'm right. But uh, the the one concern I have with all these, I, I feel like there's a gluttony of product this year. Uh, we we now have FIFA Select, FIFA Select coming out. I think that's this week too week i think um, yep i've liked the donner's product a lot um i thought that was excellent i'm still when i see blasters i buy them because i don't want to buy the hobby box. i think the hobby box are approaching 300 a hobby box now for donner's which is interesting um what is your take on all this product um we got about three and a half minutes left so or or what is your take on all the products that are out do you feel like it's diluting the market um
1: I think it, I think it does a little bit. I think, you know, the amount of product that has come out in my personal opinion, the soccer community, you know, it's not as big as like a football or basketball and a baseball. And, and with, you know, we're seeing the product in similar kind of role, maybe not to the extent of all those products, but it's close. It's closer now than it ever has been. So I think it's hard to kind of navigate when you have constant product coming out. Um, I'm not a ripper. I'm, I'm not an opener. I don't do that a whole lot. I'm, I'm a very, buy what I like, buy the single, because I can't, you know, for me, I'm, I'm not a gambler. It's just it's a not better way to in, do it in my DNA. Like if I'm going to pay $300 for a hobby box of Donriss, if that's what it's getting to, what could I buy for $300? Yep. You know, can I find that card that I'd be hunting anyway for $300? And if, if I can, let's pick that up. So I do think it's, it's a lot of product. Um, it's, it's hard to navigate, especially when you, you know, I, I do like the select products. You know, I, I do like the fact that we're, we're getting into leagues that we haven't had product before, you know, in, in the kind of the, the Panini or the, the, you know, the select, you know, I know we've had like mega cracks and those type of things, but, but I, I do like that, but, but to have like this, this amount of product, it's, it's a lot.
0: I agree with that perspective wholeheartedly. So we got about two minutes left. I always ask this of my guests. I ask them one question at the end uh, before we kind of finish off um, here, and it doesn't have to be hobby related. Um, it doesn't have to be um, again; it doesn't have to be hobby, card related, soccer related. But what is your passion? Uh,
1: my passion is education. Like I, that is that is my passion to to educate people. I've done it for you know, 13 years in, in the span of middle school and high school uh, and and try to do that in, in the hobby as well, uh, you know, and educate people and just give them material and information that they can use to make their own decisions, you know, on the players that they like uh, and try to help them along the way because the hobby's no fun if I'm in it by myself. And I did that as a kid and I don't want to do it again. So if we can educate people and keep them in the, in the soccer card community and the soccer card space moving forward, um, that's a good thing, you know, and, and I think a lot of joy can come from it
0: awesome we we love teachers over here my wife's a teacher so um and she's got to go back to school next week for three days uh awesome. her maternity leave ends so she's got to go back for three days and then the summer starts so uh, i have to be well, three
1: days of like putting your you know stuff in your backpack and moving on that like is- that's, that's not be, a
0: bad deal. full-time daddy for three days it's probably gonna be a dumpster fire i probably should uh vlog it and broadcast live on instagram i'm, my- I'm doing i'm doing daddy all summer so i'm hanging with my kids all summer which is gonna be great i hope i make it through though all right andrew i appreciate having you on um you know it's always good to chat with you on instagram and uh have our little chats and so it's, it was nice to kind of yeah. have face to face and discuss this on my podcast it's been an honor to have you on here let the people know again where else they can, where they can find you um and your podcast as well
1: yep uh St. Cards on Instagram, give me a follow, reach out, DM, any questions that you might have. And then, yeah, I run the uh, Slap Stocks FC show, bi-weekly podcast, just talking about markets and market trends. But really appreciate it. It's been an honor to be on the podcast. Love what you're doing. Keep up the great work.
0: Thank you, Andrew. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of Special One Cards. Join us again next week. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Special One Cards. DM me any questions, concerns, hobby rants, or experiences you've had at shows online. Something for us to kind of talk about a little bit more. Again, thank you for the support. I really do appreciate it.